welcome to You Can Do That with Lisa and Lee, the show where we find the most interesting people we know and ask them, you can do that? I'm your co-host, Lee. And I'm your other co-host, Lisa. And this week, we're talking to Logan Jenkins about writing tabletop role-playing games and podcasting with your friends and probably lots of other things, too. But before we get started, Lisa, I wanted to ask you, what have you been up to this week? You know, not a whole lot. I have been kind of sick for almost a month now, which has been terrible. (laughs) You can probably hear it in my voice a little bit. Yeah. Because we've actually recorded the interview we're going to show today a while, kind of a while ago now. So probably a little bit of a different cadence in my voice. But I was thinking about how when we the very first time you and I ever talked about having a podcast together, I think it was this idea where we drink different tea and talk about it together. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I was just thinking about that because since I've been sick, I haven't wanted coffee. And I've just been pretty much like mainlining tea for four weeks straight so (laughs) it kind of made me think of our original the very first idea we had for a podcast which is to say y'all maybe the first idea you have isn't good but if you want to make a podcast with your friends you'll come up with something yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think that could make a good episode if not a good that's true that's true we could do we could do a tea drinking episode (laughs) that would be pretty fun yes (laughs) let's see well i just got back from vacation so where did you go We went to Charleston. Charleston, that's fun. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, Luckily, the weather was like 80 degrees the whole time we were there. It was wild. So you got back right before it got cold. (laughs) I did. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, I went to Charleston at the end of October. Yeah. So, yeah. The weather weather down here in South Carolina just kind of turned real suddenly this week. It went from 80 last weekend to... Uh, we had freeze warnings this week. 50, so it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Make sure all my poor plants were inside. And <laughs> I know. But inside at my office, not inside at home, because my cat will sit on them and kill them all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can have, like, one plant in my house at yeah. home. She doesn't even eat them. She just sits in them. <laughs> no matter how big or small, she will sit in them. <laughs> Stig eats them. Although if the pot is too big, he um he had a this is this is fun information for everyone. He had a urinary tract problem oh, uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, and it was like it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And he started peeing on and in everything. They just everything that wasn't his litter box apparently. But now we have a hard time getting him to stop peeing in our <laughs> plants. Cats are great. Like, Why doesn't everybody he, have a cat? It's the only thing that he, he killed. <laughs> yes. He stopped doing it for literally everything once he felt better, but except plants. He's like, mm, I like that dirt, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I'm a, I'm a wild creature, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't let me go outside. <laughs> Does he actually want to go outside? He, he likes the screen porch, right? He does like the screen porch. He, yes, his one desire in life is to go outside. Aww. And every time he's ever gotten outside, it scares him so bad. He takes him a week to recover. Oh, buddy. Yeah. And yet he still tries. He still tries every time I open a door. Tifa, zero interest. That cat has no interest in going outside. She looks out the door sometimes. She does like to sit on a screen <laughs> porch at my mom's house. But, you know, she's been inside since before her eyes opened. So the outside yeah. is scary. She is either yeah. a people or a dog. She's not sure which, but she's definitely not a wild cat who belongs outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stick has no business out there. He's he's the definition of scaredy cat. But Ugh. Okay, well, do we wanna get on to our awesome interview with Logan, who's so much fun? Yeah, let's do. So our guest today is Logan Jenkins. Hey! Hi! (laughs) Logan, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I was going to intro you, but you know what? (laughs) Why should I? You're great. Yeah. You know you. That's true. Uh, You know what? I think one of the best 
things about interviewing somebody is to get to where you just make them do all the yeah. work. <laughs> I, genuinely, like that's, I'm not even being, not a joke. Hey, I'm Logan Jenkins. I do a lot of stuff. I'm friends with Lee. That's one of the things that I, I do. Like, that's like one of the more important Like things. siblings, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the purposes of this show, like, you know, I, my day job is front end web developer and my night job. I'm so sexy. yeah it is i'm right tabletop role-playing games and trying to appear on more panels and we wrote a book one time me and lee and a couple other folks from Mm -hmm. our podcast um we do that podcast that so that content creation i guess is yeah is where i would i'm striving to be Nice. Sort of. (laughs) i don't know it's all complicated isn't it it is complicated so it encompasses a lot but you've done a lot, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, you know, written like a, one major TTRPG, which is like 20 or so pages, but it still took a lot. And one, just one page front and back RPG. And then that book that we wrote together was a whirlwind in like two weeks. Did we do it in two weeks? Wow. Really? Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> nope. They gave us, I think it was two weeks per section, right? So four weeks total to write it. So four weeks total to write a whole entire whole book. big book. Yeah. 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 Wow. And not in a week to edit. I have the, I have your book. I did get it. Oh, great. Oh, that's great. <laughs> like we did it and everything, but I don't remember anything about that. <laughs> no. <process. laughs> it was so stressful. I get it. I feel that way about my dissertation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet that I bet it is kind of the same where you're just <laughs> like mm-hmm. only focused on one thing for like weeks and then I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Your brain just like protects you by deleting that yep. information. <laughs> Goodbye. So don't need one this. One day you could do something like that again. Yeah. <laughs> no, mine mine didn't. Mine was like, never do this again. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, like I want to, this is the thing, right? Like I, I want to do these creative things. And the part that is hard to do is like be a personality who's always on all the time, mm-hmm. always. Um, mm, okay. And then find time to do the creative stuff also. Yeah. Like I have, I can't tell you how many Google Docs I have of like, this is the video game for a TCG that I want to make. And (laughs) it's very, very long. And also like, I don't know, we, on our podcast, we played a system that was like my, like my world that I created that we, Mm -hmm. uh, like when I was growing up, we, we played in it. And that was like... (laughs) Four years ago, something like that. Was that right, Lee? Maybe five? Had to have been like about five years ago. Yeah. And anyway, I was like, I'm going to make this into a real game and kickstart it and stuff. And I even have like art assets from artists and stuff. But I don't know. It's just hard to uh, find time to carve out. Because like like a lot of folks, I you know, in order to fund my dreams, I'm doing my day job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that I hate my day job. I, I'm I'm a front end web developer, and when I went to school, I went to school for uh, it was graphic design. It was a bachelor of fine arts with an emphasis in graphic design, and that has helped in every aspect of my life. <laughs> like some, like some people complain that an arts degree is completely useless or whatever. But um, I don't know. I think a lot of things benefit from you having a, a skill set of graphic design because we. When we were making the podcast, Very Random Encounters is a podcast, by the way. I don't know. Leap, do you talk about that at all on this show? This is the second episode. <laughs> and yeah, we haven't recorded group. any of the intros yeah. for any of the episodes. I see. So I, we're not sure okay. how much we've said about ourselves yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So an amount. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Future Me has probably mentioned the podcast. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so I... My day job being to create websites, it is then easy to then make the website for the show that has like little player buttons for all of the first episodes of all of our seasons. And I drew the logo and programmed the little like on our website, you can like click the top banner and randomize all of our little portraits and bodies. It's VRE.show if you want to go doodle on that. That is so cute. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so that's like that's really important like having something that looks nice goes a huge long way (laughs) and then also when we need something like that 
we you don't have to like go look for a week or two for somebody who can do that and then figure out when they can do that, what their timeline is, and then pay them for it, and et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm, I just do it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of our first stuff was all, like, you did our logo and our website, and a lot of our first, any of the assets that we have from the beginning, like, we have stickers that we can sell, and just, like, little things that we wanted to have available to people, and Logan did the art for all of that. For a while, I was on a wild tear of making enamel pins. Like, I just wanted to. I mean, I really like enamel pins. I'm like, when I go to Disney, uh, trading for that stuff is like more fun than rides. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how people keep pins without losing them. They always fall off of my things. I don't understand. I've gotten the locking backs. You just have a bunch of pins. So when you lose them, you, yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, I, yeah, I've got the locking back pins and I still. Oh, I when we were at Dragon Con, I found out that I had lost a pin back because I hugged somebody and it hurt real bad. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so I I was on this like I wonder if I could do that. I wonder if I could make that happen. And then there are like very expensive options that are quote unquote local to the states, but there is no enamel pin manufacturer in the United States. Everything comes from China by necessity like it there's there's just nowhere that makes that stuff here so if you if you go through something that's a u.s company they're still manufacturing from china so i just went to the the chinese distributor and like i communicated with those folks and they like made little adobe illustrator files just as they needed them and it was really fun and now we have like 12 pins (laughs) that we have so what i'm hearing is if you want to start a podcast you need to find a graphic designer. So we've already fucked up. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, Lee is like good friends with a That's graphic designer. That's a good point. See, see point. here's, here's a, the other way to start a podcast. No people. No yeah, people no that people can do things. Definitely. That's true. But That's yes, true. absolutely. Like find a, find a graphic designer and then pay them <laughs> for their time. Or just have one of the people who started the podcast be a graphic designer. And then, yeah, they do that yeah. part. Okay, so you said that you have all these documents, like lots of us do. In fact, I was laughing because I literally had my Google Drive open and I saw three documents. (laughs) You know, you have these documents Mm -hmm. or projects you want to do, and you know, but like you are clearly a person who has taken those documents into reality, right? Like maybe not all of them, but you've taken some into reality and done it. So, like, like what's the difference? What what got you to the point where you actually turned those into something? Oh, I. That's. So hard to answer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the magic is. Um, for the bigger TTRPG, which was a a much bigger project for me, mm-hmm. was I'm sure you're all wondering why I've gathered you here this evening, which is like so fun. Yeah, it's a really it's a fun. Yeah, we just played it the other day <laughs> at DragonCon, and I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of what it does. And that came out of weirdly there was like so I'm friends with this guy named Nathan Blades. This person named Nathan Blades. They they use they and he pronouns. Um, actually, I'm going to say this robot named Nathan Blades. Yes. Uh, so uh, the robot named Nathan Blades, and they have written several one page RPGs. And so I was like, I could I could do that. And I wanted to do something that was like Clue the movie, and like and then there were none and stuff like that, where people are trapped on an island and gradually get killed by each other, <laughs> <laughs> and. So just a, a one page RPG, that sounds easy, right? Like I, I, I like tricked myself into thinking it was easy. And then I started writing it and like the rules just kept going. Yeah. So once I got started, it, it like made sense to keep going. I was like, okay, well, this, this means this has to happen. And this means this has to happen. And then I was like, it was, it was many pages in. I was like, this isn't going to be one page, but I'm already this far. So I guess I'll just keep going. And there was, uh, there's this thing called Zine Quest on Kickstarter. Every year they, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if it's like a short form TTRPG, then they will like it. Basically, you get free like exposure on the Kickstarter homepage if you've made one of those projects. Yeah. And so I had like a deadline. A deadline is really important. Yes. <laughs> See, uh, I, this is not for the podcast, but Logan has asked me um, a couple of times, do I think maybe he has ADHD? 
And I mean, <laughs> it's funny because I was choking down the question of like, are you a little neurospicy? You got some ADHD because this well, sounds for me. I could tell you has flat some out, neurospicy traits, right? The the I, difference for me and when something actually gets realized into real life is just like the the stars have aligned and I hyper focused mm-hmm. on the right thing at the yep. right minute, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I every time that there's like a TikTok that I watch about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or like we're having this conversation and I'm just like sharing all these <laughs> these very specific experiences with other people. I'm like, I guess maybe <laughs> that I probably am. Uh, but I have not been diagnosed with ADHD, so I don't want to like mm-hmm. say for sure. But I, I do share all of these sentiments of like like definitely hyper focusing or or like I uh I can only really intake audiobooks now. because I, I, I find like reading I just lose all all the words. Like by the time I turn the page, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't take any of that information because yeah. I like was thinking about a different thing. Have you ever tried one of those little reading? Um, unless you don't want it, you just want to do audiobooks, which is totally cool and legit. But they make these little like <laughs> these little plastic things that are like colored, and they sort of like highlight the text for you mm-hmm. as you read it. Mm-hmm. It's like like do you okay? So if you're reading text on a screen, do you ever like highlight the text as you're reading it to like see it? like break it up no you don't do that okay no i don't do that okay but i could but that i mean like books are just different for me i don't know why like i don't know most most of my day is spent looking at code uh so it's very (laughs) very different sort of experience (laughs) than actually reading something but i don't know um yeah it might be neurospicy i I, I think you're i think you probably are a little neurospicy yeah but i I know what you're talking about, Lisa. I find that chain- adding a color overlay to what I'm reading helps. I don't know what it is. I, I should try that. Yeah, it's a, so it's literally like like a like a plexiglass thing of like it's like no, it's like it's even more flexible than that. I'll I'll find one and send you a link to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Maybe if it helps, that's great. I've had like you know the same books that I've been meaning to read just just gathering <laughs> dust. On my nightstand, so I know I've had a really uh, hard time with. Honestly, the pandemic kind of ruined reading for me, and like I haven't ever quite mm. recovered. Yeah, you know, speaking of the pandemic, I think that's really what the onus was to get me to be able to hyper focus on finishing. I'm sure because there was just time mm-hmm. in the day. All of a sudden, that makes sense. So, kind of a little bit. It sounds like. A little bit, the stars aligned. A little bit, you already had all of these ideas that were just kind of percolating and sitting around, whether it's just in your head or in Google Docs or whatever. And a little bit, maybe some little neurospicy help. Like just, you know, (laughs) just kind of a right place, right time. Yeah. And again, can't overstate deadline was so important. (laughs) Uh, If I have... If I have a deadline that I actually like in my head, like respect that mm-hmm. or whatever, like like if this passes, then something happens, yeah, <laughs> and whatever is not possible anymore, that changes things for me. Yeah, if the deadline comes from outside of myself, I usually can keep it. Yeah, because like I'm I'm one of the editors for our podcast, and that's every other week. I have to make sure to have edited and made something sound nice, and that's been no problem. We've been doing that for six years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, that's, I mean, it's not insignificant work. Like we, our recording sessions are about an hour. And so an editing session is probably three hours or more. Yeah. And that doesn't seem to be a problem, but again, it's deadlines. I, I, I think I just need deadlines. I feel you. All of my little projects and like the, we get residuals from the book um, every like quarter or whatever, six months. So your book was something that you were like approached to publish? Is that? Yeah. We got basically. We got like cold emailed and our initial, like, we just assumed that was like, nah, this isn't real. (laughs) (laughs) That's gotta be fake. But then, yeah. But then it like, you know, their credentials and bona fides that they just put on the thing, like you could look it up on LinkedIn, like, oh, this is a person who actually works at Adams Media and Adams Media is a real sub company of Simon & Schuster. And this seems like legit. Uh, So they, yeah, they gave us. A lot of support and as far as like getting all the uh, illustrations lined up and we, I mean, you know, we, all we had to do was write it, which is 
a lot. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Just just write it. That's it. <laughs> just write it. But they did. But, they I had mean, a clear direction, and like they they knew what they wanted. Um, so within reason, they they wanted us to be the subject experts. So they were willing to listen to like anything we had to say. But they also kind of knew what they wanted it to be. So it was a really good mix of like, this is what we're trying to get out of this from their side. But then also like, they pretty much let us write whatever we wanted to within that subset. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we got a lot of creative control. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like completely like I wanted to, I was like, "Uh, can I do illustrations for this? And it was just like, absolutely not. No, (laughs) that's not how this works. It's not part of our... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how did they find you i from the show site i think okay. um just like hearing about very random encounters and then we have on our website you can get in contact with us with hi at vre.show mm-hmm. and yeah they just emailed us from there which is a, well, kind of a huge compliment you know yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean it sounds like if they if this was an idea they had for a book already then somebody there probably was able to find you because it was their interest area. I guess that makes sense. But that's very yeah. cool that I didn't, I didn't realize that it was like somebody approached you for that. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, our, our show is very random encounters and they were trying to get the ultimate random encounters book out the door. So yeah, yeah they probably did just keyword search random and we came up again, lo- no, an SEO and SEM huge. thing. <laughs> 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 Okay, so you have the book. You said you published mm-hmm. a RPG through. You started with Kickstarter, is that right? Yeah, that one went. The that did really well. It was like a little over ten thousand dollars, or maybe eleven thousand. And most of that doesn't come to your pocket, but some of it did, <laughs> which was nice. But it let me, you know, pay the artist John Turner, who is insanely talented and exactly the right fit for. Mm-hmm. what the vibe of the game was. It's just so it, the BBC mystery. Is that what it is? Um, that has that intro. Oh, oh I don't know. Uh, it's that, it's that style. I don't know. It's um, yeah, it is BBC mystery intro okay. um, is the exact style of the, <laughs> of the book, but it's like, um, gosh, I, sh- I didn't do my homework. The guy, the, there's a children's book illustrator who is very, it's very grim. Um, and it's just like, like a bunch of kids that die mm-hmm. is what the, like it's ABCs, but <laughs> kids in danger. Um, gosh, I need to, <laughs> this sounds <laughs> like, Fun. we can just look it up. It sounds like I'm making that up. Yeah. Let's, let's See, this is why we need to be like one of those podcasts who has the producer in the booth who's like constantly Googling this stuff. I know. Us, you know. I know. Yeah. Edward Gorey. Okay. Edward, Edward Gorey is the artist. That uh, is sort of being mimicked, in, I'm sure. And yeah, dude, dude made some oh. some grim stuff, but uh, that's that's exactly the vibe, right? Like the sh- the the game is supposed to be like a dark comedy, where the objective for everyone is to murder people. <laughs> but uh, I want it to feel more like a Vincent Price movie than a Saw movie. Yeah, and it does. It feels like Clue, you know. Yeah. Like it's just like a fun mm-hmm. Clue the movie. Um, silly time yeah I like it and it uses a deck of cards so if you don't have the special deck everything you need's in the rule book and you can just use a standard deck Mm -hmm. which is really cool okay yeah I uh, that was another thing I wanted to I wanted to make a game with stuff that was easy for people to like you, you don't have to buy like a bunch of special dice like you do for D&D for example yeah uh it's just stuff that everybody has in the house, which is, I mean, at this point, everybody has a set of dice for D&D in their house, but, you know, everybody, everybody has a <laughs> Every set single person yeah. in America, it actually came with the COVID test. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want to play D&D? <laughs> I noticed you, you might be inside for a while. <laughs> well, and the thing about cards, too, is like most convenience stores have cards, like even if you didn't have a deck of cards, you are not very far from a deck of cards. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And it's cheap. It's you mm-hmm. know, like three bucks or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I, um, I also wanted it to be sort of like a board game and it was really gratifying when we played the last time when Lee, you were there mm-hmm. that people like really glommed onto that specific thing of feeling like it had more structure than something like fiasco. Yeah. 
which is like a huge inspiration was fiasco the the ttrpg and to hear that people like actually <laughs> like understood what i was doing with this game oh if that's 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 like i mean it's not monetary compensation but it's like that <laughs> it feels good <laughs> so after that one you did uh the next t TTRPG was imaginary friend imaginary fight. friend fight. I couldn't get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that one. I mean, uh, so I really like Taskmaster, the show. Uh, hopefully, your listeners know that. Have you seen show, it, Lisa? But... Taskmaster. I don't think so. It's a UK Sorry. show. No, it's fine. It's really good. I think yeah. you'd like it. Um, okay. You should like look it up on YouTube. It's it's it, there's like the first like six seasons or something are free on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to watch, but um, it's, it's like a panel show. So there's like five comedians and then it's hosted by Greg Davies and Alex Horn, who are also comedians. And they like Alex Horn just like makes up little tiny tasks that everybody has to do. And whoever does it the best gets, you know, five points for five panelists. And then the person who does it the worst gets one point and everybody else gets the in-between amounts. Yeah, And the show rewards lateral thinking and like if the task always has like very specific wording and then if if people want to get around that by some silly thing, then they totally can. Like sometimes it'll just be like an egg on the table and a stack of paper and it'll be like, get this egg the highest, tallest egg wins. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, like if somebody's very good at origami, all of a sudden they're they're the best. But then maybe somebody like figures out a way to use the paper to hang it from the ceiling or something. And then that's the lateral thinking there that gets it better. But anyway, so imaginary friend fight is just fantasy taskmaster where I, I get people to just choose whatever character from any media. And then they have all their powers. They're just beamed into this world and uh, they get to do those little tasks, but it's like a, you know, you just say what you're going to do. So everybody gets to have the fun of Taskmaster uh, <laughs> with like superpowers, which is really fun. Yeah. I like, I was, again, we we did this at Dragon Con for our live show and the crowd seemed to love it. Like everybody was laughing a mm-hmm. lot. They're really into it. <laughs> but yeah, I like th- those kind of things, making a, a silly game that is mostly concerned with making people laugh is definitely like that's that's very gratifying to me. Yeah. What about like for the future? Do you have any So I would love to get an account on well I have an account on Start Playing, which is uh, a service that lets people find GMs for their TTRPGs cuz that's like the hardest thing to do is find a group to play, mm-hmm. you know, especially find somebody who will run the game for yeah. you. <laughs> and so you can like it's almost like a um a gig economy sort of site like where you you know say i'm charging x for you know per seat in this campaign session and people can pay you to run the game um yeah. that sounds great to me i would love to get way into that of course again it's like time mm-hmm. I, <laughs> yeah i wish that i felt i wish there was like a bridge between these two lives that i have yeah. <laughs> where I could just, you know, say tell my job like I just I'm just gonna be part time. I'm just gonna do twenty hours per week. I desperately wish that it was more realistic in America to have a professional job that you do part time. It's Mm -hmm. yeah, same. I I I don't understand why it's not a possibility at all. And like like it's either all or nothing kind of deal. But but yeah, I wish there. I mean, that would literally change everything. If I could just do the job that I have for twenty hours a week, then I would use that as a bridge to build up everything else. So you're saying that creating these RPGs and having a podcast isn't something that's getting you like a six figure salary. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's weird is like people do automatically think like people, I think people that hear the show and love the show assume that we are making that, Mm -hmm. making a six figure salary, even though, even though they've never heard a single ad on our show. (laughs) Right. And the thing is, we're still doing much better than, you know, most podcasts, like the vast majority of podcasts uh, are an expense for the creators. Um, We have enough Patreon funds that it pays for its own web hosting and it pays for 
you know, when we went to Dragon Con, it paid for us mostly to go to Dragon Con. <laughs> and yeah, we don't really, we don't get to take too much from it, but, but it's very enriching in our lives. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And then we get to do fun stuff. Yeah. And we've been able to lean on it for a few things. I think, didn't we get wheels, a new computer? Yeah. They needed a new computer for just their life. Yeah. But but also, also they're, they're our, our editor, editors, yeah. So. so we were like, yeah. that's a priority, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to need to get you a new computer. <laughs> so the show's coffers just got them yeah. a new laptop. And that was nice. Uh, we all, like, all of our microphones that are nicer mm-hmm. than the ones we started with on season <laughs> one, we all got from show funds. Yeah. Uh, it, the show has sent us to, to two cons. Yep. And, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, like I'm saying, that's that's much better than most podcasts. And also again, we, we don't run ads. Like we don't want to be beholden to a corporate entity really. Um, Admirable. Yeah. 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 I, we, I mean, it could bring in some, a, a little bit more funding, but then all of a sudden, like, you know, like a huge thing for VRE is to, is to tell queer stories and be the voices that we wanted to hear or needed to hear when we were growing up and just didn't. Um, and that sort of gets murky when you entwine it with corporations. Mm-hmm. Well, and just having our own schedule and like, you know, if you have ads and you have to send, you know, you have obligations like this ad has to go out during these yeah. times and we have to run it so many times. And like, but I, we like the flexibility of just being like, uh Oh, we didn't have any buffer <laughs> and we didn't record and tomorrow's episode just isn't coming out. Yeah. I mean, we like we haven't had to do it much, but we, we but we have it. Yeah, I we're I mean, again, we've been doing this for six years, and we're one of the most consistent podcasts like I know about. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we have taken a couple of breaks, like it's not not anything wild compared to other comparable. Well, not I mean, not comparable listener wise, but comparable like actual play shows, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, we're not pulling a six figure salary, but <laughs> I with all of these little tiny streams of revenue from like people buying i'm sure people buying imaginary friend fight people supporting the show uh and then residuals from the book like it's it adds up to to something that amounts (laughs) that i I can see turning into my whole living you know what i mean is that something you would like to do yeah 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 that would be that would be the that would be great like to achieve escape velocity from the ad world would be a dream. <laughs> yeah. Are you working on anything else like written in any like serious way? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know you have a lot of things going all the time, but I mean, like, yeah. Is there any one of them that is like right now you're working on it? So the thing that I'm currently like, that I'm having the most ideas for is, uh, I, I like mentioned it really briefly, but I, it's like a video game that I want to make. That's uh, a collectible card game in the style of the Pokemon TCG video game on Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, there hasn't really been one exactly like that again ever, uh, and it was so good. And I just have very fond memories, and I just want that to. I want to evolve that a little bit. But anyway, I have like so many really funny ideas that I think would make a great game, and uh, this one is not even in a a Google drive, like, like usually I use the Excel version, mm-hmm. like spreadsheets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that is easier to organize stuff. And this is just a long notes app note. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my phone. But wow, is it long? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one that I could see. Like, like I am almost to the point where I think I could make like a little play test version of it. Ah, and yeah. Neat. Yeah. And honestly, like, it's what's always on my mind is VRE. I'm really excited about my next season because we, we alternate who the GM is each season. So I just got done with one. We're just barely into this new season now, but I'm like already way into <laughs> the, the next season. I've got a ton of notes on that and I know exactly what it's going to be. And that's like, that's like going to come out, you know, there's I'm yeah. Unless something really weird happens. That's concrete. Um, that's yeah, that's something that I I have deadlines for and it's it's something that is just part of my uh routine now mm-hmm. is to think about the season and 
Yeah. And I'm so I, th- that next one is going to be Blood Bowl, which I don't know if y'all are familiar with Blood Bowl at all, but it's uh, a little miniatures game where you play football, <laughs> but with goblins and such. And as the title in- implies, there's a lot of violence. Um, <laughs> but it's like it's like wrestling to me in that I. I find it very boring to play it, but I love when people tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I want to have just, just the lore part as our, as our episodes, because that sounds really fun to me. Yeah. I'm excited. I have said before, because we also had that same conversation in our other podcast behind the scenes. uh, And I said, then it, I don't, it sounds in no way fun to me at all the way you've described <laughs> it but i've been doing the, this with you long enough to know that it in fact will be fun so mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just gonna roll with it it's fine <laughs> yeah i like i'm very confident that we like like the actual blood bowl is not what this is going to end up being because yeah. we 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 don't make that kind of thing. We we make a sillier, wackier. We don't do fights and stuff. And all yeah. of our things are going to be like Muppets, <laughs> <laughs> which does sound fun. Yeah. So on the topic of your podcast, when how did y'all like? Who was the common link? Were you all all friends? Was there one person who kind of brought everybody together? Like how? Did, like because you have a very good group dynamic. Oh, thanks. Me, Wheels, and Greg were. So <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. So like back up way far, like 2015 or something like that. And I listened a lot to uh, the Pokemon podcast and the, uh, the co-hosts then were wheels and uh, my friend will, and I won a Facebook contest to be on one of the episodes. <laughs> uh, and I guess I just got a voice for radio cause they Invited me back like a bunch more times after I was on there. And I just developed a rapport with Wheels and, you know, the the other hosts, Will and Steve. But uh, then there was... So Greg, meanwhile, was pitching Steve, the host of... Like, controlling host of <laughs> Pokemon Podcast, uh, on a D&D show with Pokemon. Because Greg, Greg has created a bunch of TTRPGs as well. But, like, at that time, he had written, like, this whole, like remix of D and D that used that made it feel like Pokemon. And so he convinced Steve that, you know, they could do like a little mini series and run a Pokemon version of D and D. So we, like I was invited onto that cause I had some D and D expertise. Wheels was there too. Uh, so we all, there was five of us. Uh, Jeff was the other host of mythical. And so we played D and D together and it was really, really fun. <laughs> and, um, Steve, um, the person who controls the podcast, d- wasn't really interested in continuing Mythical, even though we were super excited about it. Uh, and so it was a little like, eh, I don't really want to do another season. And we're like, well, well just let us edit it. And that, that just wasn't a, an option at the time. So we were like, well, let's just do our own thing and let's let's play TTRPGs together because we had a lot of fun doing it. And I had just, Lee and I used to do an ASMR podcast. Mm-hmm. Until Lee realized the ASMR is a trigger for migraines. So that was out. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But I still like a podcast is like the new, the modern garage band. Yeah. It's (laughs) something really fun to do with your friends to make sure that you hang out a bunch. And, and so I just wanted to make sure that I was still hanging out with Lee. And so I, I knew that Lee wasn't, I hadn't really played that many RPGs or maybe any. Just a little tiny bit of D&D, like tiny, tiny bits. <laughs> but I knew for sure that you were a great voice on a podcast and you're <laughs> a super cool friend and you, you would be great. And so I was like, hey, my friend Lee should be our other co-host. <laughs> and that pitch call was interesting. <laughs> and they were like, and you got to do voices. And I was like, bye, y'all. <laughs> Nice meeting everybody. <laughs> but it turns out every voice can be just a country accent, and that's true. fine. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm doing a whole you, different you a voice lot. for Cog. He's, it's true. He's the me, current but season, this. I'm please that I I I was being reductive, but only the same way that you are reductive of your own self. I know it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, you do amazing voices. Of course you do. Thank you. And also, like 
it turned out that that was a the, a great call because Lee is like the heart and soul of the show. Uh, like every like huge character moment is Lee Aww. just speaking from her heart Aww. through her character and <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> well, all the stories but, come from y'all though because y'all are y'all are great at that part. I I do not run the games. <laughs> you did once, didn't you? Uh, I did it twice, twice. and it was twice. terrible twice. both times. I mean, not terrible, like it, it turned well, out good, but I hated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't tell yourself short. Both of those have incredible stories. It's just like not something that mm-hmm. made you happy. Yeah. So we, yeah, we just stopped doing that. Thank you for the compliments. I loved them. <laughs> also These seem like good. important lessons of creating content is do what makes you happy. That's important, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and you know, we, we, we did a talk at Dragon Con about like how to how to actual play and keep it fun because we have been doing this for six years and that's a, that's outlasted uh, a whole bunch of other shows. <laughs> and I think that's that's a huge thing is we we are pretty laid back. And if somebody's got a need like that, we're just like, OK, well, that's what that's how it's that's how it works now is we're doing it this way. Yeah. Man, I, I'm hearing make make creative things with people you enjoy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, truly VRE is like I I was really I needed a creative outlet and I I was just there was like a like a big gap in my in my life and then we we started this show and I've just been able to like you know all the all the ideas like like we've been talking about all these ideas that I have and for whatever reason I can't put them to fruition I can I can make a podcast like for whatever reason that's not a block for me and in, in my head, I, I can do that. I can figure out a season and figure out how like the, the limitations of those other projects are like, it's just me. But whenever I run into, if I'm planning for a season and I run into something like, well, I don't know what to do now. It's fine. I'm just like, well, they'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and that lets me just keep moving forward. Yeah. So I guess the larger takeaway is you got to find what works for you. Yeah. That's, you know, deadlines work for you. Yeah. Um, being passionate about what you're doing works for you. Doing it with people that you care about works for you. And I think, you know, I, most of those things would probably work for most people. But I also think that <laughs> there could be lots of other things that work for people. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's taken me a really, really long time to figure out that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's a journey for everybody, I'm sure. Like, even though working my job part-time is probably not a realistic thing. Although I have really been tempted to like, just be like, Hey, my mental health just needs this. Can you do something to my employer? Cause I think they would at least hear yeah. me out. Even just like a bit of a sabbatical or something. Yeah. Maybe you could yeah, like wait until huge. the next time you're starting to need a new person, but don't really need a new person and be like, what if you hire a new person, but I go to halftime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I, I should probably speak up in those moments. That's hard, yeah. though. It's just a, it's a weird, it's just a, yeah, I, yeah. I get it. Exactly what you said of, of like, it's just America. We, we, we got bad habits. Yeah. And one of them is to overwork. On the long list of reasons I wish we had a, a you know, some kind of socialized medicine is, is that I think people will be able to create more, more art, right? Like if you're mm-hmm. not held to a job yeah. to have decent health insurance, and I know you can get it on the marketplace, but it's not quite the same, right? It's not. <laughs> if it's you weren't held to a job to have decent health coverage, a lot more people might do stuff where they work part-time or whatever to mm-hmm. be able to ha- make just enough to pay the bills and be able to create really cool art with the rest of their time, even if it's not quite enough to pay the bills on its own. I think, yeah, I think we'd see so much cool stuff. Yeah. Created. That's, that's like my, yeah, that would be my dream. Honestly. Like I, I don't need a bunch of extravagant stuff. I just want to, I just want to make little, little dudes and then <laughs> imagine <laughs> what they could do. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch on the motivations question. We're going to try to yes. push it everybody if that's okay. So yeah. Yeah. I think, kind of have a prediction as to what your answer mm-hmm. is for this one but one of the questions <laughs> we're going to try to ask everybody though we recorded one before we thought of this so we'll see how that goes but we're trying to ask everybody mm-hmm. like so in terms of what you do in, in this case i think this is going to be about creating content while still having a full-time job right mm-hmm. 
what are some good motivations to go ahead and do that, to actually take the step from an idea to putting it out there and making it happen? What are some good reasons that a person should do that? Like what would make someone successful? Is there like a personality type? Is there a motivation you could have? And then the second part of that question would be, what are bad motivations to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, the bad one's easy. Mm-hmm. Money. <laughs> don't don't do it expecting to make a ton of money because it's a whole bunch of hard work and you can do a whole bunch of other things to make more money. But a good motivation for me is just like this, this need to create. A good motivation is you want to make sure you have like, as adults, like hangout time carved out for you and your friends. And that's a good way to do it. A good motivation is to be a voice that you wish that you had in your life when you were young and um, wasn't there. Yeah. I think those are my main, (laughs) my main three. (laughs) Those are great. I'm not going to lie. The reason I started a second podcast is because I missed my friend Lisa. And I was like, how can I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, appointment hangouts. Very accurate, yeah. <laughs> we haven't been able to hang out very much in a while since I started, since I moved down to a different part of the state, and I've mm-hmm. been starting up the new job and everything else, and yeah, I miss you. This has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, but also you do need to hang out physically. I've heard, I've found that out, too. I know, like, I know. It's different. It it's is. a different vibe. We're going to make it happen. But it makes it makes the time between that, like, not feel so crushing yeah yeah so start a podcast everybody (laughs) you miss your friends start a podcast (laughs) and it doesn't need to be i want to come out for bad art like you don't have to be making something good to enjoy it yeah oh Um, man that's so important yeah say it again for the people in the back (laughs) make what you love it doesn't have to be good and honestly your first ones aren't going to be they're not (laughs) just keep trying oh man i you know i i maybe we'll get him on the podcast at some point but i have a friend who's an author and that was something i remember him talking about was that like a big a big point that he kind of turned on was that he had the dream book you know the book that had been in his head forever and he was trying to get it published everything like that and you know, like kind of getting the advice to like, you know, you you're you're chewing your head about that one, like mm-hmm. it's okay, but like, like try try something else, you know. <laughs> yeah, do a little one first. Do something different. Yeah, yeah. Do something different. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't have to be your magnum opus. So maybe maybe take something that you're a little less emotionally attached to and try to get that out there. And I mean, yeah. I I don't think that we'll have to we'll have to talk to him and find out exactly if that's how it went. But I know that that was part of the journey there. To pull it back a bit, like that, I think that's one of the reasons why I was able to get. I'm sure out the door faster than Helateam because Helateam is, is like that magnum opus feeling. Yes. And I feel like too much pressure to make it like perfect or whatever, but I'm sure it was just like, I don't know. This is like a little project that, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't feel, it doesn't have the same gravitas. For the listeners, Helateam is the world that Logan made. Uh, that he's been kind of playing in since like high school before high school. Elementary school? Uh, yeah, it was, it was late high school. High school? Yeah. When we started, yeah. I started running that. And I ran, it was like, it's an RPG that I ran for five groups of three people at the same time. Oh, all in the same God. It was so fun. That's nuts. <laughs> I had more free time when I was young. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The youth is wasted. What is it? What's the, the saying? Young. Yeah. Yep. Youth is wasted on the young. I mean, it doesn't man. sound like Logan was wasting his youth. He was playing all those games. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. And like, honestly, yeah. how... It seems to me personally, just because of I've seen your games and I've seen your process of how you do things. And I've also seen how you explain games. And I really think your vast experience with many, many different types of board games, <laughs> role playing games, and video games all have led to you being good at honing in on rules. And knowing how to succinctly, not only just how to say the rules so that they make sense to people, but also what rules make sense and what you need to make a good game. Oh, Yeah, well, I mean, there's a delicate balance and it's something that I would guess you're probably very good at just knowing your personality, which is making the rules make sense, but also still be fun to play. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's not in the service yeah. of fun. Knowing what makes it fun is important, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Or at least to most people. I guess there's some people who don't think it should be fun, but I don't want to play games <laughs> with those people. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't play with those I'm, people. Like any, basically, any uh, collectible card game... <laughs> That's that's one of the things I want to write about in the story of this video game I want to make is like that culture of like people who are playing the game not really for fun. Yeah, <laughs> <is a> strange, <laughs> a strange mentality to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never understood it. <laughs> but that's why I write I write uh, TTRPGs because uh, the rules can be super wiggly. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah how how long are your podcasts usually? This is yeah, about it. We're probably here. There's like about time. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Once we edit, what, do you have an outro? No, no. Oh wait, yeah, you're you're gonna do those later. Yeah, I mean that's smart. You can inject the like lessons into the first show mm-hmm. via that. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the plan all along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks uh. for joining us and answering all of our very many yeah, questions. This was great. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Um, and do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can go to logantjenkins.itch.io to find all those games I was talking about. Or loganjenkins.com has like links to basically everything that I do. And bit.ly forward slash random book with a capital R and B <laughs> is where you can get that book. And vre.show is where Fairy Random Encounters lives. Excellent. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. It was so fun. Yeah. You've been listening to You Can Do That with Lee and Lisa. We're just going to keep interviewing people until we can get the person who smells things for NASA to come on our show. If you like the show, you can help us out by leaving a review on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And you can join us next time when we interview Jill Pantosi about being a radio DJ, running an entertainment newsroom, and being an all-around nerdy badass. You can find us on Instagram with You Can Do That Pod. We're on Blue Sky at YCDT Pod. Or find a link to our webpage in the show notes. If you have any great ideas for a guest, send us an email at ycdtpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Welcome to, can you, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to You Can Do That with Lisa and Lee. The show where we find, no, God, oh my God. (laughs) This is not my life. All right. (laughs) We're just going to keep interviewing people until we get the person who smells NASA. Ah. (laughs) Who smells NASA. (laughs) Who smells NASA. Music, 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 music. Probably should cut that one, that part. Yeah. (laughs) Wheels will decide. Wheels will get at it. (laughs) Or we'll put it at the end and make it a funny bit. Because funny bits at the end of podcasts are the best parts of podcasts.